0: This is Mom Goals. With world-class professional soccer player, Allie Long.
1: Our guest today is author Chris Malcolm-Belk. He is the author of the recent book, The Natural Mother of the Child, a memoir of non-binary parenthood. Chris lives in Philadelphia with his partner and their four young children. Here's my conversation with Chris Malcolm-Belk. You wrote a very intimate memoir titled The Natural Mother of the Child. Knowing you're going to do interviews for revealing this book, what were you most nervous about?
0: I think I was most nervous that people would think that I was speaking kind of for a larger community instead of to a larger community, Mm. if that makes sense. I think that um, there aren't really a lot of books Um, about queer parenting in general, but then especially about this, like, niche trans parenting experience, so... Yeah, is there any actual books? There are some, so I will say that um, Trevor McDonald um, self-published a book um, a a while back that a lot of folks in the community have read, and then Tristan Reese published um, a book that came out just around the time mine did. So there's a couple others, but it's not really, like, a robust genre, yeah.
1: So wait, you're saying that um, you're most nervous about not speaking for a larger community?
0: Yeah, because I I think of memoir as an art form above all else. It's not really supposed to be like an instruction manual or a learning piece. It's not really Mm -hmm. for education particularly. So I don't think when I was writing, I was like, I just want to educate the world about whatever, whatever queer parenting topic. I was just kind of writing my own experience, and I mm. hope that I would be able to communicate that, um, which has been mostly, mostly the case. I think when readers read it, they're not like, he's speaking for all trans dudes who had a baby. It's just kind of about <laughs> what I've written about.
1: Yeah. No. Well, I mean, I um, started reading it, and I felt like learning about you is like teaching others as well, like learning about your story, your experiences is kind of just like being able to kind of just see it from your perspective is teaching itself. So I think it's really cool. What are some questions that you wish kind of interviewers would have asked you or or ask you while you're promoting this book? Because I'm sure that you get the same question every single time and you're answering it in the same way or not the same way, but it's just like, okay, like, can you ask me anything else?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people focus on, um, the to like reduce all the cool questions I've gotten into one the like what does your mom think about this like what you know when you're writing about family like how much did how much did they approve and how much did you show like you know people have a lot of questions about that kind of process stuff which is less interesting to me because no one in my family cares um I think you know the book kind of um I finished writing when my second child was five years old and um he's almost 10 now so yeah. i think you know coming out with a book takes a little bit of time so yeah. i am always interested in talking about like how things are changing or how parenting changes as your kids get older their problems get more complex and but the things that you're doing are very different so that that's something that i've gotten to talk about a little less just because people ask about the kids who are like frozen in time in the book but they're so little then and they're just not that little anymore
1: so your wife had your first baby. Mm-hmm, yeah. And how is that process kind of like witnessing, um, you know, her as a as a mom and going through that from your perspective?
0: I mean, I, I think that she made like the pregnancy and birth part seem a lot easier than it is yeah, for so That was my next talk. question. I was going <laughs> to ask
1: the comparison between yours and hers.
0: She she is like you know, one of those people who just like takes pregnancy very easily on her physical (laughs) self. So she had um, like two really easy pregnancies. I, I didn't have that experience. And also, She had just a different kind of social experience as a pregnant person. I think, you know, she would come home and be like, she's a nurse. So it would be like, it's so annoying how patients always ask me about being pregnant or people want to (laughs) touch my belly or whatever. But I had a very different experience where people didn't, especially because I've subsequently had another baby. So the second time um, looking like I do, I think people either just thought I was fat, which is fine, or they just like didn't say anything i never ever ever like had to talk about it which is nice but also yeah. like i do i do want to sit on the bus you know like i <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm 40 weeks pregnant i i need to sit down um so, so yeah, we get had, up yeah <laughs> yeah so we had really like we had really different experiences we also had very different postpartum experiences um she struggled a lot more the first time than i did um and her decision to, or her, you know, desire to have a second baby was partially because we wanted to have a third baby, but also because she felt like she was like in a better place and would do do better for lack of a, like for her, you know, whatever that means yeah. for her. So that, yeah, I, watching it is very different. And also being the non-gestational parent and the supporting partner is just a very different way of being like in the family and when you're interacting with other parents, like what you talk about and the actions that you're performing and our family differ very much.
1: So I was reading something in your book and I thought it was really cool because I like asked my partner this question. Do you feel that kind of like disconnect? And I guess I, I was wanted to ask you is like watching as a non gestational parent because i'm not going to witness him carry a baby but just from your perspective being able to witness you know your partner carrying a baby like do you when the baby's born do you feel that kind of like wish you had that connection or or i guess because you went through it you're probably like i've been there and stuff but did you feel that i guess initially in some regard
0: i i didn't because i think that i still had i really wanted to be a parent uh, Mm -hmm. uh, initially you know when we had Sean, almost 11 years ago, I was like super amped on being a parent and I didn't okay. know any different. So just like being the one to change diapers and not being responsible for the feeding, like that was just what I knew. Yeah. And then um Anna and I always talk about how there's like great things about having like that level of bond. But also sometimes you're like, you know, this is kind of intense. I don't know <laughs> that I <laughs> want to be <laughs> like, you know, we one one example that we always use is like, um, when you're driving in the car and your baby starts screaming, I remember with Sean or you know Zizi, the two babies that she carried, being like, "Wow, this is really unpleasant, and I don't like it." But then with <laughs> Sam being like, "I feel like I want to drive off a cliff right now. Like I am <laughs> so upset that I can't comfort this baby. Like that just having that like amped up level, um, mm-hmm. it's good and then also not good."
1: maybe you just answered all my questions when the babies are freaking out in the car why am i so much more like like uptight and anxious and casey's just chilling he's like they're fine like they'll go to sleep soon and i'm like like, yeah like you know
0: (laughs) anna's like yeah she doesn't she doesn't like the car but that's cool you
1: know like (laughs) we'll be done in a few minutes like, no, no, no. Like, I want to get, yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm like, should we pull over? Like, I, want, I need them to stop. Like, I, can they stop? What's going on? Can you give them, like, help? um That's so funny. Okay, so another thing you wrote in your book, you were talking about how, like, everyone was commenting how, like, you were, oh, you're so small, like, in a way, even though you knew a baby was growing in, inside of you. Um, and then all of a sudden, it's like you felt like your body your baby like eclipsed you and or like you just felt like you wanted your old self back at, at some point and I I felt like I thought pregnancy was going to be like this beautiful everyone's like oh my god you know it's going to be beautiful and amazing and like the second I well one I hit 203 pounds at 36 weeks when I had an emergency c-section but once I felt like I just couldn't do what I wanted to do um I felt like okay like can we, like, hurry this? You know, I I wasn't, like, and this wasn't, like, a beautiful process for me. I was like, when can I play soccer again and deliver these beautiful babies and, like, be a mom? Um, did you feel that way at all, like, throughout your pregnancy? Yeah, the first time I did feel a little bit, like, it was just, like,
0: restrictive in a way. I, I And I didn't, like I said, Anna had a pretty, like, she really liked being pregnant and had an easy pregnancy. She also, like, doesn't, she's not physically active, so she didn't really, like, stop doing things she wanted to do because she didn't really want to be doing them. Um, Whereas, like, I had to stop running at 35 weeks and I was, like, really upset about, you know, like, I had. I was like, I just want to be done with this. But then... The second time I had a better experience cuz I had more of like a I just had a re- more realistic expectation of what it was going right. to be like um and I went into it being like I know that the beginnings I'm going to be sick and then in the middle I'll feel great and then at the end I'll feel terrible again you know like I had right. an idea of the yeah. arc and the first time I I didn't um I didn't know what it would be like but I think I also the first time really wanted to like get back to normal functioning as quickly as possible probably like to the detriment of my healing in terms of like how I tried to push myself and the second time I was like no I'm 35 I gotta like take it easy because I'm not like in my 20s anymore you know like I have to like heal um, because I have to live hopefully
1: an a long old life in this body (laughs) um So, yeah, I think I had a better outlook. That's funny. That actually makes me want to have um, another baby. I had twins, my first one, which is still wild. But, um, yeah, I think I would appreciate it more because, like, I, I always said I wanted to finish my career and then have babies so I can, like, not be in two places at once, like focus completely on the babies, focus on soccer. Um, and uh, and then I got pregnant. And so doing both has been so hard. And I kind of like my mind is always like, oh, I want to get back to playing. So it kind of makes me want to have a second one. And, and when you talk about like appreciating it a little bit more and, and having those expectations, um, I think, yeah, that makes me kind of have one more, but I'm a little nervous that I'm gonna have two again yeah that's (laughs) that's scary (laughs) (laughs) it's so scary my I was like my mom's like do you want another baby and I was like yeah I think so when I'm done playing and she's like but what if you have two and I'm like you're right because like it was so random that I had twins there's no twins in our family it was just yeah it's funny um okay so at this point there's still a lot of ignorance when it comes to transgender individuals let alone transgender parents do you feel like parents ask you questions on how to be a better parent when it comes to like raising your kids with as a transgender parent the conversations that I
0: have with other people about parenting actually especially as my kids get older tend to focus less on like my gender and what it brings to parenting and how they can like you know make sure that their kids aren't like gender essentialist or transphobic or whatever and more on like (laughs) how can I get my husband to do anything? Like, not to be rude, but I do think that a lot of, like, cishet couples that I know, like, there's just, like, an inequality that starts in the beginning and then persists over time just because having mm. a baby is so, like, physically intensive. And then, like, especially if you are the primary feeding parent, you're doing so much more labor that it's hard to then, like, course correct when that's not the case anymore. So I do really. think that... Like in our family, gender isn't like particularly related to the things that we do as parents, and I know that's, that's cool. true in lots yep. of families. <laughs> yeah. But I just think that the baseline isn't really that different from when my parents parented in a very gendered way, like in the eighties and nineties. So, right. um, yeah, that's what a lot of our conversations center around. I we live in Philadelphia, um, and my kids are very lucky to attend a school that's it's a local Philadelphia public school but there's lots of like queer teachers and kids and it's just not really a that's terribly amazing. big deal um Wait. i wrote the i wrote the book when we were living in a pretty remote area of michigan and i felt a lot more like tortured about like parenting yeah. and gender but living here it's just not it's not particularly a big deal, um, which is really, really, really nice. And I know that I'm very lucky in that sense and that I would probably have a lot more like, dramatic feelings about it if we had stayed in Michigan or moved somewhere else where that wasn't the case.
1: Did you specifically move there for that community in general or by chance? No, this
0: is kind of where we just, we went to college around here and ended up here after college and just stayed here. And we left briefly so I could go to writing school, but then came back because we like own this house. So we're That's in awesome. the same. We we bought our house when we had our first kid and just have been here. That's yeah. awesome. Um,
1: What made you want to write this book?
0: I think that uh, because of where we were living, like I, you know, I went to school thinking that I was going to write um like fiction, like a novel or short stories. And then um I did start to have a lot more, I guess, I don't want to say feelings, like a lot more thoughts about I think that my main thought was that as I continued in medical transition and especially in spaces where like in Philly, I think people see me and they can just tell that I'm like a trans, you know, I'm like a trans dude. I have like the trans voice and I'm kind of a little guy. And like, I I just, I think that like, if you, if you're in a pretty queer space, like it's pretty clear what's going on, but we were living in an area where there wasn't a lot of queer people. So people just like assumed I was like just any other dude um right and because of that my experience of like having had a baby was just it wasn't like people were intentionally erasing it it was just like no one would ever have guessed that about our family right. they just thought like Anna and I were some straight couple and she had three kids and people would like ask her questions about like the three you know no the way. three pregnancies or like the three kids and she'd like have uh, to be no. like uh <laughs> yeah i don't i don't want to like take credit for someone else's work but <laughs> also i don't want to like out you know chris like right. unnecessarily to all these people right. so i think yeah. that that's when i started writing the book because i wanted to write about this experience that i felt was like being kind of washed away as mm-hmm. i like entered the world of men more i guess i don't right. know
1: yeah <laughs> that's funny that uh everyone was asking if she had, or like talking about her three babies and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Hold on. Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, like do not know what I went through.
0: <laughs>
1: I did part in this.
0: Um it's not it's not it's it's not even only that. It's also that, you know, I don't think that biology is everything. And I think that there's a lot of like queer people who throw around things like love makes a family. But I'm like, it also is meaningful that Sam is my relative. Like yeah. he looks like he looks like my siblings. He he's like from me and yeah, I think that's, that that's important yeah um, that's and my crazy. other my other kids aren't related to me so I do think that like I also was like hey wait a minute like he's like my <laughs> baby and I want to yeah. talk about it
1: <laughs> yeah I love that that's amazing um no and I think just writing about your experiences is really cool and I'm sure really hard at times um but also, like, it's, yeah, I mean, I think everyone just needs to hear your your story. And it would help a lot of, you know, other people in around, probably just talking about your experience. Um, and I, I guess I just, I'm sure it's hard at times. What do you feel it kind of was like the hardest part about writing it?
0: I didn't find writing it particularly difficult. I think it's hard just- to, there's a section in the book that's a little bit about like, um, I don't know, like anger or frustration or having a hard time dealing with anger as a person, just kind of like being an angry person and feeling like that's because like my dad was kind of an angry dude when we were growing up and like kind of a, you know, like I'll tell your dad kind of dynamic was what I grew up with. Um, and I think it's, I think it's always hard to write about like the bad parts of yourself, Mm. um, but also necessary, you know, if you're a right. parent, it's like necessary to look at what's like not so good about you, you know, like, right. Anna is someone who's like always late to everything. And she's like, I need to Me think too. about that. Because like, <laughs> yeah. my kids can't be late to school, and they can't be right. late to soccer practice, right? Like, they can't be yeah. late to everything. Um, yeah. So I'm like, I want to not have kids who like throw temper tantrums. So I need to like, think through that so that was that was like kind of a difficult part of writing about it um was it healing um writing it out
1: I don't way? think
0: so okay I don't think so I don't I don't find like writing just like I don't know that um painters find painting cathartic I don't <laughs> find writing cathartic it's just like art making I don't think that it's that writing memoirs is like different from writing poetry or for me or anything else it's just writing
1: mm. Did you always want to be a
0: writer? No, I was um, a Philadelphia public school teacher for a oh, number cool. of years. Um, and I also have had other, like, you know, full-time jobs since, like, I kind of wrote the book while um, while I was in school, but then I worked in a pediatric oncology clinic for three years after cool. that when the book came out. So I, I have other, other kind of stuff, writings, like, now I'm, because I have a five-month-old, I'm staying at home and just kind of teaching at night, but I... Nice. Yeah, I'm mostly I'm staying home right now, but writing isn't isn't really it for me.
1: At least I mean, that's good. You you know that I feel like I'm like, what am I going to do after soccer shit? Like, I don't even <laughs> I need to figure it, you gotta, figure it out. You got to write, yeah. write a book. I need to write. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, what, that's what I'm getting. I'm asking <laughs> advice here. Um, just Yeah. What feedback uh,
0: surprised you the most about the book? The most surprising thing to me, honestly, is that um, moving back to Philadelphia and then us making the, um, awesome and also silly decision to have a fourth baby, like many years after we had had these three kids right in a row was that, um, most of the midwives that I have met have read the book. Um, like when I was like seeking prenatal care, I would, like, see the book in, like, offices on the shelf and stuff. How um, cool is that? And that was kind of, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of, we- it's weird, but it's also cool, you know, no, that's, that's like cool. a, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's really cool. cool. I, f- I feel like it's, like, niche, it's found its little, like, niche audience of, like, birth workers and, like, queer people, and um, I also meet, Parents at my kids' school a lot of the times who I've never met who are like, "Hey, you're the guy who wrote the book," you know. Like I, I knew that your kids went here, so I really do think that the local people who've read the book is the most surprising thing to me. Like the amount of people
1: you feel like, yeah, like like you
0: really read it. (laughs) Take credit; it's it's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) It was like not a you know, it's 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 not like an Oprah's book club book, and it's a weird book, so I I feel like it might not have reached tons of people, but in this community that I'm in right. it, ever everybody seems to have read it, which is really, really nice.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I feel like I started reading it and I was like, after this interview, like I, I want to read more. Like I want to hear more. And I think you do a really good job of, of writing in a way that, um, you know, I, I want to hear more what of what you said. So I think it's really cool. Um, What do you feel like has, like, kind of, or if anything, has changed, like, within your family since you wrote the book?
0: Well, like, in terms of the book,
1: my kids, like, they're, like, excited
0: to see it in Barnes & Noble or whatever, but they they don't really, like, (laughs) particularly care. But I do think that the writing that I've done since then, when they were little, I felt a little bit more... Like freedom to write directly about them, like using their names and stuff, because they were just—it's almost like every toddler or baby's really the same. I mean, they're like special because they're your toddler or baby, right. but like at the end of the day, yeah. they're all doing—they're doing baby stuff. So like right. writing about it isn't revealing. They're no but friends
1: now, yet. Yeah. <laughs> now they're
0: like they're like real people. You know, they have right. hobbies and they they you know they read and write. So like I don't I don't write about them in the same way. They're not. I write about myself and my experiences of parenting, but without the, like, personalization of including them. Um, I also, at this point, have so many kids that it's like nobody keeps of all well, those <laughs> characters anyway, so just, like, collapse them. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's one thing that's changed. I, I feel like sometimes people read a memoir and they feel like they really, like, know you so, 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 so well because you're supposed to create this, like, intimacy, but then people will be like, well, why did you feel so comfortable writing about your kids? And I'm like, I mean, other than their names, there's really nothing personal yeah, in there. It's just kind of <laughs> like that they exist, you right. know? Um, right. But now that they're older, it would be impossible to like not write more about their personalities. So I just have have not mm. really done that as much.
1: I think it's really cool, like what you said, like when you wrote it then, and then all of a sudden it's like, wow, now they have like personalities. They had like dealing with, you know, actual like mini humans in a way is like so different from when you're changing diapers, you're feeding them and you know, like it, like your daily routine kind of, it's like different. So I think, um, from your, yeah. Are you writing, do you want a new book to come out soon or in the future? I mean,
0: I think I, I ha I'm working on um, a couple big projects that cool. ho- I would hope would turn into books. And yeah, I think that it's, I have to, I have to, and I am figuring out like what I want to write about now that I'm not like, I mean, I do have a baby so that like I'm in that phase again. But with the other kids, it's like when they're little and you're with them, you're like trying to make sure they don't fall off things. You're trying to make sure that they eat food without making a huge mess. Like it's so Mm -hmm. relentless. And with the older Mm -hmm. kids, like they shower on their own. They can set an alarm to wake up like so they they get their own snack, you know, like so. (laughs) But then when they do need parenting, it's like they had an argument with a friend and they want to talk to you about, like, how to work it out. And it's, like, so much higher level, you know? (laughs) Um, You're like, wait, I can't just, like, give you a... Cup yeah. of goldfish and solve your life <laughs> anymore. That's not you don't want um, a bottle,
1: or <laughs> that's so yeah,
0: funny. and and also I can be like when I wrote the first book, they were like so young that I could only write when they were like in childcare, and now mm-hmm. I with them, I can be like, I need a half hour to do something, and then I can get back together with you guys. So that's pretty nice. That too. sounds
1: nice,
0: yeah, <laughs> that sounds
1: really nice. <laughs> um. So, you have four kids right now?
0: I do, yeah. We have um, a 10 year old, a nine year old, a seven and a half year old, and then a five month old baby.
1: Oh my gosh, that's amazing. (laughs) Um, Do you want any more? Or are you like we're good here
0: i feel like four, four is the perfect number and also the maximum number of children who can fit in our in home so i think, oh, okay, we're, home. I our, think our, no we had to get a new car we had <laughs> so we, we had a honda crv for many years that we loved but we couldn't fit in it anymore <laughs> yeah. um, but we're we're here in this home so we can't have any more any more children
1: oh uh, it's so funny yeah i bought a car right while I felt like early, like like two months into uh, my pregnancy and my boyfriend was like, uh, you're going to need a bigger car. And I'm like, no, I don't want to drive like this massive car. Just like, let me live. Like, I want this car, <laughs> you know, and now it's like mm-hmm. to get in and out. I'm, it's a nightmare. So, he was like, <laughs> 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 yeah, your book is no doubt helping many parents. Do you seek do you yourself like have anyone that you kind of go to for advice um, in any regards? Uh, when it comes to parenting i do
0: I've still written i I've written about this before i especially now having another baby that I carried, I really rely very heavily on like feeding support groups um mm-hmm. so I have been to a couple of different like breastfeeding support groups in Philly that were helpful when I had Sam ten years ago nine and a half years ago, and now are helpful again because I feel like that's the really intense time that I'm not maybe like as good at Mm -hmm. as I am with the older kids. (laughs) Um, And I also it's been really nice that my kids have now been in the same school for a lot of years and they have friends who like their parents, you know, their parents Mm -hmm. are now my friends. Um, I found it I found it hard with little kids to make friends just because they had a kid that didn't really seem like it you know fit that well but then once the kids are older and it's like the whole family's like hanging out then we should all like be friends um I do feel like I have people who I can kind of like ask you know what do you do when your kid says this or does this or whatever
1: so you have four children I'm a mom of twins under a year do you have any advice for me
0: I have so many things that I I don't, I, I really, <laughs> I try so hard like not to give people advice because I really think that people need to like be on their own journey and do what they think is like best for their family. But I always just tell when friends have babies, like to do things that are going to reduce the amount of work that you need to do, like not to always be like, well, other parents, especially moms are doing like this thing and that thing. So I also have to do it perfectly. But to be like, like in our family, I think our kids are having a great childhood in many ways, but we're like, we don't do birthday parties. None of you are going to have. That's just not something that our family wants to spend our labor on. Here are options for how to spend your birthday
1: because we just don't want to do it. That's smart. That's Um, so smart. Yeah, yeah, that also sounds actually like-, like a nightmare. Like <laughs> cards, cake, pettings—who knows what you're going to be doing? You know what I mean? For the, <laughs> that's yeah. yeah, it sounds like a lot of work. On yeah.
0: So our kids just make a list of things that they want to do with the family. And it's like whatever restaurant you want to go to or take out or whatever, we'll do everything you want to do that's not having a party that we invite the class to. We're not doing that. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think just like not being afraid to do things that are going to like make you enjoy family time more, even if they're less like perfect or like Instagram worthy, Mm -hmm. I guess, because kids really... In my experience, my four kids get really excited about whatever I'm excited about. They're not excited about what other parents are doing on Instagram, because that's not their world. Right. They're excited about right. what we say we're doing. Um, that's cool. And we've like, we I, I, I kind of like, you know, we've decided over the years doing this many times that things like deciding that there's a perfect age when your child needs to be toilet trained. We're like, that sounds like a lot of work since kids develop at a different time. <laughs> What if we just watched our kids for sight, right? Yeah, what if we... It's like all our kids are toilet trained. It wasn't like they never did it. We just... They just did it at different times. But with the first one, we were like, well, all the other parents are talking about this. So, like, we also have to start (laughs) doing it. Um, Um... but it's hard. it's i think it's really hard just because over time like in the 11 almost 11 years that we've had kids it's become so much more like prescriptive on social media where it's yeah. if you don't have an in person community weeks, they,
1: your baby should be doing this at 8 weeks your baby should be you know yeah, yeah I everything's totally <laughs> like a chart and yeah. like how how i
0: did how i got my baby to sleep how i got oh, my yeah. baby to eat vegetables right that's right. all like very And it's like, what if you just fed them what you ate for dinner? That would be easier, you know? (laughs) Like, I I don't know. So I'm just always about, like, reducing the work so that you can actually have fun in your life and do other things.
1: I love that. That's actually um, such good advice. I think there are so many things that I – like, little things that I'm like, why would I – like why would i do that like i feel tired now like to not even enjoy my time with the babies now that they're up or whatever whatever it is so i think that's really really good advice and it's funny you said like to um you don't like how to's in a way or or you don't like giving too much advice because it's like your babies develop on their own and stuff but and it's funny because when i found out i was pregnant i was like i'm not reading a book i don't want any expectation of like what delivery birth is going to be like like Zero because I wanted my, I knew no matter what someone told me, it would never prepare me for delivering or, you know, babies after. So I was like, I'm not reading a book. And like, of course, like my grandma sends me this book, How to Do Twins. And my mom is like, maybe you should read a book. um And I like, re- I like didn't, I didn't even have an interest to because I'm like, I don't care what anyone's going to say because I'm going to have to feel it and do it on my own, anyways. There's nothing that's really going to prepare me. Um, but, <laughs> And then I met with, like, a doula. And she's like, there are some tips that you might want, like, during <laughs> delivery that might make it easier, less painful. I was like, okay, okay, fine. Tell me, like, but getting it, But getting it
0: from a person. Right. Is so I feel like it's so much better than reading it and feeling like, well, what if I don't do it all? You know, like, the stranger's right. telling me what to do. True. I don't yeah. know. No, it's no, that's really good advice. It's funny. A friend of mine recently who's thinking about having a baby but doesn't was like, what should I read? And I was like, please just spend your time reading books that you want to read. Yeah, this
1: is your time. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, because it's really hard to read once you have like not babies or one thing. But once you have toddlers, you're never reading
1: again. So yeah. read, read a good book. That's hilarious um well at the end of my podcast I like to ask kind of like what your parenting goal is for the week so what is your parenting goal for this week
0: um what is my parenting goal okay so uh my three older kids they each have things that they want to do with me in the spring weather because now global warming is making spring just this (laughs) like minute long thing here um so my oldest kid wants to go get a haircut with me and then go see the Mario movie. My middle kid wants to eat outside at a restaurant in the neighborhood, and the youngest one wants to go out for ice cream Sundays. So my goal by oh. the end of the week is to get all those on the calendar so that we all have a day when we're going to do our special thing together.
1: That's awesome. I love that. Do you, Um, is that something that you've kind of done with them once they were able to exp- express that? I like that. Like that you have like something to do in the spring.
0: I haven't done this before, but they all, I think um, I, you know, sometimes we've had every arrangement of like who's working full time and who's working part time and both of us working full time. Like we've done it all to try to make childcare work. But this time, even though I'm staying home, like the baby is really taking a lot of my time and energy Mm -hmm. and they're large enough to notice. So they're all Mm -hmm. like, we need to do something special because we don't want her. The baby's name is Anna like my partner they're like we want to do something with you where Anna's not part of it <laughs> <Yeah>. so
1: <laughs> I think it's a reaction to the baby yeah, yeah. more than anything else well I really like that that's so cute well thank you so much I really thank enjoyed you talking to you and I think um your book's awesome and I'm actually excited to like when we're done and just get back to it my mom's here so I can read a little take awesome care of yeah <laughs> it was so nice to meet you yeah you too good luck with your five month old
0: oh gosh thank you i need it
1: (laughs) (laughs) i would give you advice but i I don't really have any
0: it Um, feels like the first it feels like the first time because it was seven years between the third one and the fourth one so
1: yeah is it like whoa is like oh we're back here like is it oh my gosh what did i do last time it's this time
0: (laughs) it's all of that but also I feel like because the three came like very close I mean we intentionally had them so close together but this is a baby that we both like really really we really just both wanted one more so it feels very special also. that's
1: awesome cool well thank you so much thanks that was so great I love my conversation with Chris my mom goal for this week uh, since it's getting nicer out is to take the babies for walks with Casey. See you next week. This has been Mom Goals with Ali Long. Please like, rate, and review. Mom Goals is a gallery media group production.